0: from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars Animation Podcast. Welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for our Forces of Destiny recap. I'm your host, Cassie sketch and today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 11 of Forces of Destiny, titled Teach you I Will, with Yoda and Anakin and Ahsoka. It's a great episode. I love this episode. But as always, before we get to our episode, we have a little bit of news to talk about. And as always, just a little bit, because I'm really bad at keeping up with news. So we do have confirmation that the Boba Fett movie is 100%, this is a quote, 100% dead. So we're not getting that Boba Fett movie, which is pretty disappointing, but also at the same time, was anybody really that excited for it? I feel like I was at the same level as a lot of other people where we were just kind of sitting here like, oh, okay, cool, we're, I guess we're getting a Boba Fett movie, but nobody was really excited for it. And I feel like that's kind of the same feeling that a lot of people had about uh, Solo. So I think that them canceling the Boba Fett movie, especially after the disappointment at the box office with Solo, is a smart move for them because I definitely... If I was looking at those two movies, I was like a Boba Fett movie or a Han Solo movie, I would be more inclined to go see the Han Solo movie, more excited about that one. And I feel like I'm not alone in that. Uh, So kind of getting that, uh, that movie just kind of out of the way. We're not doing that one. Hopefully free up some more space for something else that we as fans can be a lot more excited about as well. Or, uh, you know, they've talked a lot about how there's going to be a slowdown with the movies, and and I think that they're right in doing that. Uh, So that could also just be playing into that, that they're kind of slowing down with content creation and putting stuff out, uh, which is respectable as well. Because I think we were all kind of getting to a point where there's a lot going on, and we. It's very uh, ADHD. We're not able to pay attention to every single little thing that's going on at once. And personally, I didn't even remember that we were still doing a Boba Fett movie. That was still a thing that was a possibility because there's so many other things that are going on. So, you know, looking through the news today, getting ready to record this episode, it was almost like it was weird to see that the Boba Fett movie being canceled or postponed or whatever they're calling it it was kind of a surprise to me not because i was surprised that they did it but i was surprised that it's just now happening i thought that that was something that happened a while ago and i think that's purposeful i think they knew a while ago that Boba Fett movie was not going to happen Uh, and so I think they were waiting a little while for us to forget about it before they were like, oh by the way we're not doing that anymore. Um, So eh, you know. If you're a die hard Boba Fett fan, which most fans of the original trilogy are, this Is definitely disappointing but if you're coming from where I'm coming from where I'm more of an animation fan and I'm definitely you know I came in with Clone Wars and and kind of the new generation of fans eh, we don't really care that much Uh, Boba Fett's cool but like we want that Kenobi movie and if they announce that the Kenobi movie has been uh, canceled or they're not doing that anymore they're not talking about that anymore that's going to be an uprising within the community, but uh, I didn't even I didn't even know that they had kind of canceled this Boba Fett movie until I was looking up Star Wars news today. So I think that's just uh, they did a very good job at kind of distancing themselves from the Boba Fett movie before deciding or announcing that that was something that wasn't going to happen anymore. Uh, which I mean, good good for them. Uh, Almost got away with it, but I got you. I know. I know what you're doing. Um, we also had, unfortunately, John Williams uh, was sent to the hospital. He he had he had to cancel a concert um, because he was sick. And I think everybody kind of like that news came out. And I think as as a group, we were kind of holding our breath a little bit. Um, you know, we've had Carrie Fisher die uh, in the last two years. And I think it's very raw within the community that we understand that a lot of the people who have been with Star Wars, and um, obviously John Williams has done a million other things, but he, with, you know, these franchises for 40 plus years, that they're obviously 40 plus years older than they were when it started, and that you know, nobody can live forever. And I think everybody kind of, we saw that John Williams was sent to the hospital. And I know I, for one, got kind of flashbacks to finding out that Carrie Fisher had had a heart attack. Because we heard that she's sent to the hospital and then we're like, oh no. And then, you know, somebody said she's stable, she's fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, she wasn't. And so I feel like the entire fandom's kind of sitting by with bated breath because we want him to be okay. You know, he's a very beloved person. Again, not just for Star Wars, but for, you know, all of film. And I think we're all just nervous. And. Obviously, people can't live forever, and and John Williams is very much elderly now, and he is retiring after episode nine. Um, And it's just, uh, you know, we we wish the best for him. We wish the best for his family. We wish the best for everything that's going on. You know, pray to the force that he's going to be okay, and I'm sure he will be. Last we've heard, he's in a stable condition. He's going to be fine. He's heading back to L.A., but... It does give us a little bit of a, okay, we have to check ourselves again because we we do need to be ready for things like this to happen. Um, And I think the entire community has, even though as a community, we have not been, we've been very divided lately. Um, I think everybody kind of came together when uh, John Williams was sent to the hospital and you know, we all love him. And so that was, it was something that we were all just hoping that he's going to be okay and hoping everything's going to be fine. Um, And even though it's not a good thing that he was sick and that we did have a reason to be worried. He's such an important person to our community and our fandom that unites, he unites everybody and everybody cares for him and everybody wants the best for him and wants him to be okay. And um, he's fine as of right now, um, but he's not going to live forever and obviously nobody lives forever, but we do need to be prepared for that eventuality. And um, I don't have to tell people this, like everybody understands how death works, but that's not what's happening now, because he's fine, but we just, everybody was kind of nervous for a little while there. Let's get off the depressing subject. We also had, on the 26th of October, 2018, LEGO Star Wars All-Stars was announced, and then what's today for me, which is a couple days ago for you, which is uh, October 29th, uh, the first episode of Star Wars all-stars uh, came out on Disney XD and Disney XD's YouTube channel. Um, this is another kind of short-form animated series uh, It's very similar to Forces of Destiny except for it's 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 geared towards a little bit uh, older of an audience and I think towards uh, little boys and I'm guessing from what I saw uh, in the first episode that it is not canon because otherwise I feel very uh, uncomfortable with the idea of a B1 battle droid just chilling out with Han and Chewie and the Falcon. but it, I mean, it was funny. It was very similar to Freemaker Adventures, kind of that sort of comedy style and that sort of, I mean, exact same kind of animation style, obviously, because they're both Lego and what I can kind of, we can all kind of, um, guess from what we've gotten so far, you know, in the trailer or teaser or whatever you would call it of the Lego all-stars, um, is that this is going to be kind of a again, very similar to Forces of Destiny. It's going to be very much uh, different Time periods and different characters and and all of that we see. Uh, Leia, Rose, Rey, uh, Han and Chewie. Uh, I think there was Luke in there. So it's it's very similar to Forces of Destiny, just in kind of the format and the um, time differences and kind of the uh, releasing schedule type uh, deal. I don't know, but it's also different. Um, I don't think there's quite as much as of a message that is trying to be, uh, pushed through with, um, Lego All-Stars, but I don't think it needs that as much, and I think it's more a comedy, uh, style of shorts than, you know, what Forces of Destiny tries to do with positive messages and things. Um, it, again, we've only had one episode come out so far, and I'm sure... I'll talk about it at some point maybe maybe not but again just we'll see where it goes we'll see what's happening but that's all we really have for news this week so let's get on to teach you i will calculate the jump chop how is my boyfriend doing maybe i can help you over fit. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling! Over there! Don't think about it. What? Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! <laughs> Hand it over, Ewok! No! <laughs> so you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! now, it's time for the Rebel Cells, episode recap. At the Jedi Temple, the Padawan Ahsoka Tano and Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker are sparring with lightsabers in a dueling chamber. Skywalker knocks one of Tano's lightsabers out of her right hand and tells her not to forget that she has two lightsabers. Tano replies that she will try and remember that. Skywalker reassures Tano that she is doing fine and that it will take time to learn how to wield two blades. Tano turns to pick up her lightsabers just as Jedi Master Yoda enters the chamber and announces that he would like to see the progress of Skywalker's Padawan with the lightsaber. Tano accepts Yoda's challenge and activates both her lightsabers. Yoda reminds her that she needs to bow before a sparring session and Tano apologizes. Yoda comments that she's very much like her master. Tano activates only one lightsaber, but Yoda insists that she wields two lightsabers. After the two have activated their lightsabers, Yoda charges at Tano. She tries to block him by crossing her blades, but he manages to use his speed to knock her to the floor. Yoda likens the two blades to a master and an apprentice and explains that one sharpens and improves the other. Goaded, Tano charges at Yoda a second time in a twirling motion, but he leaps out of the way and trips her. Yoda tells her that what makes her unique also makes her strong. He tells her to be herself. Tano realizes that she needs to fight like herself and parries with Yoda in a twirling motion a third time. Yoda tries to attack her from behind, but she intercepts his blade with her two blades. Realizing that Tano has learned how to fight with two blades, Yoda abandons the attack and compliments Tano for learning well. He tells her to learn from her master and make his skills her own. This is one of those episodes that is so little, and it gives us so much, and it makes me so happy. Um, because in the the Clone Wars, we kind of had a change from seasons, and all of a sudden, Ahsoka was fighting with two lightsabers, and most people didn't really notice, or they did notice, and they were just like, oh, cool, time changed. But we never learned about her getting those lightsabers. And while we don't get that here, we do learn about her learning to use them. Um, And something I would love in the future is us to get an episode about her coming about the uh, decision to start fighting with two lightsabers, but that's neither here or there. It was awesome to get this episode here where we get to see her learning with Anakin because we get to see them, you know, in situations where they're at war and they're in battle and they're fighting or, you know, they're doing something with, you know, a grander purpose towards the war or towards the Jedi. But we never see him just straight up teaching her. Um, Which we get to see here, which is something that I think, first watching this episode, I didn't really think about it that much. But then I was kind of like, oh, well, we really never get to see, you know, just the two of them and him being her master and teaching her how to do things. And of course, even here, we don't get that much of that because Yoda comes in and, and kind of assists, which could also kind of take away from you know Ahsoka learning from Anakin and but it was just it was something we haven't seen yet and something that I feel like we needed to see uh we never really learned too much about you know the padawan and master relationship uh, except for the fact you know that they fight together when it comes to the war and they are together and they teach each other you know it's that whole thing but we never really learn about like well what are the responsibilities what is he teaching her how is you know how does that go down and like what other types of lessons are being learned that are not a part of the battle outside and that also kind of has to do with more of the fact that Ahsoka and Anakin were both trained during wartime, and that's not always what's going on. You know, there is peacetime, and what do the Jedi do during peacetime? Um, And obviously, they do need to learn how to fight, but they're not in active service. Uh, So, I think this was also kind of getting to see a little bit of how, how the Jedi teach without those outside influences of the war... And how the war kind of changes the methods used to teach. We also got to see Yoda in action, which we've only, you know, we get to see a little bit in the Clone Wars. And we get to see in Revenge of the Sith. And a little bit during uh, Attack of the Clones. But as far as related to our other characters, especially in the prequel trilogy, trilogy, we do not see Yoda in action quite as often as with other characters. And it was kind of funny to uh, kind of see that moment where, you know, Ahsoka is igniting her blades and you just see little Yoda there. Um, Because obviously these are two, you know, good characters, beloved characters, and and sparring is obviously sparring, but they are, it was, I don't know why, it just made me laugh to see the two of them kind of trying to face each other. And seeing kind of Yoda's style here, uh, especially against Ahsoka, who's a little bit more flamboyant within her fighting style, was quite interesting, you know, there was a moment she had like this big, you know, flipping, not flipping, but spinning thing, whatever, and... And she comes at him, and it looks like it's gonna be this big thing, and he just trips her. (laughs) And... It was just it was such a little thing, and it was it was so obvious that you know she was she was too much in her head. She was too worried about being all big and grand that she was missing kind of the little things. And that's I think part of the lesson that is being taught with this episode here. And this is one of those episodes that we get both a lesson and that little bit of web. Um, so we had you know we were learning the lesson of not only just be yourself and do your what feels right for you what's normal for you but also you know a little bit in there is that like don't get too worried with the big you know trying to make everything showy and amazing and whatever because the little things also matter too and if you're not paying attention you can slip up or Master Yoda can trip you <laughs> and um I think I think that was a good lesson that she was being taught and I don't think it was at the forefront of the episode as far as Yoda kind of just telling her to be herself, which didn't exactly make sense within kind of the context of what was being taught. But I think if you bring it kind of more into a perspective of Ahsoka's character as a whole and her training as a whole, it's much different. Um, Because at the beginning of the episode, she's very much taking after Anakin, and at this point... Yoda is saying you know you can use him as a backbone and what he's taught you as a backbone but you also need to be your own person and make your own decisions and even though this is forces of destiny and this isn't like the turning point of where all this happened but I think that's an a very important lesson for her character uh obviously if she had followed along with Anakin exactly to the T things have could have turned out so differently, um, not only for herself but for the entire galaxy. And her, you know, learning to be her own person is so important. Uh, I think she's one of the few people that we talk about when, you know, we talk about Grey Jedi and even though that is not really a canon term anymore, she is one of those people that we see to have kind of found a balance. and. I think that's important coming from somebody who is raised in the Jedi Order, but was trained by who turns to be Darth Vader. And I think it's important that she learns this because I think that that's very much a part of her character is that she is a good she's inherently just a good person a good character she's imbued with the light side the whole mortis thing with the daughter and her dying and all that that's now you know with the rebels it's it's it means a lot more than it did initially uh back when the Clone Wars was going on and the Mortis arc happened but you know you mix that the whole light side she is the embodiment of the light side in a sense but you mix that with the fact that she was trained by Anakin who is a balanced person yeah at the point of Mortis obviously he is a balanced character he is said to be you know be the one to bring balance and he skews towards the dark and we know that and we know that he's skewing towards the dark towards you know this time period uh especially here so I think the mixture of you know her being the light but also being taught by such a large darkness is super it's just so important for her character and I feel like this is like such, even though I'm kind of going off the rails in explaining this and kind of bringing it into the overall message of, and, and kind of way that this episode, uh, integrates into everything else, um, even though I'm kind of taking straws from everywhere, I feel like this episode is a good, uh, kind of guideline to what this kind of idea was and how it it lays out plainly how Ahsoka was affected uh, by her training in the Jedi Order, but also by her training by Anakin. And that's what I'm trying to say, and I'm really bad at just like cutting to the chase and doing it. <laughs> and I kind of just talked around myself and made no sense, but <laughs> that's just who I am. <laughs> I just loved this episode. I thought it was great and I think that it's important that we, even though this episode wasn't as much of a a lesson, you know what? I take that back because now that I'm thinking about it, I think that this episode is is one of those episodes that you can, if you really get in there, you, you know, there's a lesson for the kids. There is, you know, that piece of spiderweb, but we also have this other kind of puzzle piece into the completed arc of a character. I feel like that's kind of the trifecta of Forces of Destiny is those three, and I think that this episode fully kind of immerses into that. We get the lightsaber, you know, her getting that extra lightsaber. We get kind of the lesson of not only being yourself, but being detail-oriented and not getting too caught up in theatrics and making everything big and grand. And then we also, you know, get what I was just talking about, Ahsoka's character kind of... The importance of her being raised the way she was. Um, and I think that this is one of the best episodes of Forces of Destiny because of that. Um, it's not necessarily the most interesting, the most action packed, and one that might make you laugh a whole ton, one that's, you know, well written and all this, but it is one that is very important for all three of the reasons that Forces of Destiny is important and does lend itself to being able to add to the Star Wars universe as well as teach children how to be good people. <laughs> um, and I'm rambling as always and we're getting into the close of the episode. So thanks for listening and as always you can stay up to date on all the latest in Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelscells.com You can also add us on Twitter at Rebels podcast and you can add us on facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and also follow me on twitter at cassie scutch that's c-a-s-s-i-e-s-c-u-t-c-h and of course we are part of the thunderquack podcast network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network and if you'd like to support us, you can do that in one of two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch, or by heading to patreon.com thunderquack and pledging your support. Your monthly pledge gives you access to cool exclusives like the Thunderquack podcast and the Thunderquack group on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will be back next week with the episode titled The Starfighter Stunt.